Probate Weekly. I'm Bill Gross, the LAProbateExpert.com. This is Probate Weekly. We get together every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, specifically in Florida and in Jacksonville, Florida, 7 p.m. I say that to show extra appreciation to our special guest, friend of the show, fun guy, recently uh, cut his hair and looking great from the Sunshine State. Al Nicoletti, Al, how are you doing? Bill, I am doing great. Never been better. Um, if you definitely missed the last time Bill and I did this episode, you got to go back to February. Um, drastic change from then to now. And uh, always honored to be on your show on Probate Weekly just to talk about things, business, life, probate, of course. So it's great to be here. So you're just to set the table for those who don't know you as if there's anybody who doesn't know you in the probate space. If they don't, here's your chance to meet a superstar. Al Nicoletti, you're an attorney practicing in the state of Florida. Mm -hmm. And I believe your office is in Jacksonville. Yep. But you really kind of travel the whole state and you teach. And so give us a little bit of a little background on your practice, what you do, what you do do and what you don't do. Yeah, so I'm Alan Nicoletti. I'm a probate real estate attorney. I'm only in Florida, um, but I somehow know and built out even connections to people all over the country. Um, you know, not every state, but slowly building that. But in Florida, um, I help a lot of investors and realtors when they come across sellers that have sticky title situations, much like probate. I mean, probate's number one for me. Uh, but solving that issue to help get it sold. Um, and a lot of times, so many people run into the issue that the seller can't sell, the heirs can't sell until the probate's done. And all over Florida, I work with so many different people. Um, and we do things like probates, the quiet titles. Basically, when you get the title work back from the title company and the title commitment says it needs probate, we can't close without quiet title. Wait, there's five people. One wants to sell for or don't. Uh, the property's titled in a trust. Nobody knows where the trust is. Oh, we found the trust. There's only a copy. But the trustees are dead. How do we solve that? That's the kind of stuff I get into. Um, and since the pandemic, I've heavily niched in that. I don't do evictions or uh, unlawful detainer or, or contract review. Like I really niched out in that. And um, I have a ton of content. Uh, you can check out so much of my content. I'm always pumping out videos. And you know what I've realized, Bill? The purpose of the videos, you, you said I would want you'd wind me up and I'd go. The purpose of the videos. Imagine is, that. Yeah. Is um, you know, while I may be really getting into a lot of Florida stuff, what it's there to help you realize is say, well, wait a second, I get Al's talking about Florida, but maybe there's a method or thing that we could do here in our state and connect with an attorney there so we could figure out, hey, is this an option? Is this a method? Is this a thing in California or Oregon or uh, or Texas? Like, is this a thing? So check out all the content. I'm on YouTube under Al Nicoletti. You could just check it out. Go on, go on YouTube on the search bar. Check my name there, Al Nicoletti. Subscribe. Um, you'll know you have the right one where there's like a thousand 300 people and you're subscribed uh go also on instagram at attorney nicoletti here let me make sure everybody sees exactly what the profile is that's that profile right there attorney nicoletti okay right there right there oh, hold on. I, nicoletti. I can do better yeah. that i can go to your hold on one second here. yeah let's uh, share the right spot let's do a share screen let's get on the screen and go to your website uh alnicoletti.com and there's the picture of that's al nicoletti 1.0 today we have <laughs> As our guest, Al Nicoletti, 2.0. Uh, 
Um, so <laughs> this is a guy who's suit and tie and has a little longer hair, but they both have a smile, very energetic. And on here has the links to his social media, Facebook and Instagram, and then on um, on uh, uh, YouTube. Al Nicola, you know, I'm catching up to you, by the way, Al, as far as uh, just Ooh. FYI, as far Ooh. as subscribers, I think I have like 11 or 1200 in uh, your uh, 1.35 thousand. So um, anyhow, and you do have some fantastic stuff and I, I watch it. I, I've seen you as a guest on numerous of your programs and then other people's programs as well. So you do a, you do an interview format as well. And when is Al Nicola's show? You do that on yeah, Thursdays it's on as well? Wednesdays, 9 p.m. Eastern, bringing on people all over the country, in Florida, it doesn't matter what state, and it's all in different industries. So like I had a guy on, Bill, it was amazing. And is anybody here doing commercial property or getting into commercial stuff? Just I am. Okay, yes. so Neil Timmons was on my show probably three, four weeks ago. Mind blown. I mean, the kind of content we went on for two hours, um, you probably can imagine it could have gone on probably, probably for two more, but two hours of commercial real estate was unbelievable. If you want to learn stuff like that, that's where the show has been really taken off. And I'm sure, Bill, you remember when it really first started when I think what this is my third time on probate. There you go. Yeah. Neil Timmons. That was a really good episode. Yeah, if you want to learn things. Yeah, I mean, true confessions. I don't watch it live. I watch it on the YouTube. It's just easier for me and um, uh, time-wise. But uh, great stuff. You go into depth with people. And I think you're right. And I actually do the same thing, which is people ask me, well, I'm in Minnesota. And I'll say, well, I don't necessarily know an attorney in Minnesota. I'm glad to interview one. But the, the certain principles are the same across the country. And there's other things that you'll learn about from a Florida attorney. They'll help you understand the Minnesota you know, laws better because those are principles maybe with different nomenclature different names so yeah and, and it may be different laws but the idea is that it gives you an issue spotting idea or a suggestion or an option right and a lot of people get into mental blocks and get stuck with how do we solve this or how do we overcome this or um i didn't know we needed everybody on contract is that gonna hold up the deal you know what i mean it's like Everybody, everybody assumes that, oh, we just need the PR. And that happens a lot in Florida, but they, oh, we just need the PR. It's like, oh, not really. Not when you get homestead property and there's seven kids ever. It's like, you, you, you gotta make sure that you're really understanding what's happening, what's going on. And um, maybe you run into a situation, you don't need all seven kids uh, to sign a contract. Maybe you just need one, um, but it, it all varies. And I think that's the idea of the content um, and having people on that talk about stuff in Airbnbs, probate. I got actually, uh, Bill, I have, I have a really neat one. I'm pretty sure she's coming on Wednesday. We were going back and forth. Uh, but Sharon, I got to get her name. She she actually does a lot of Kentucky probate. Um, I know her. I had her on my show as well. Born sure. Yes. Oh. She's great. She's like a coach. Uh, she's more of an investor focused than real estate focused. So she teaches investors how to use probate she's she was a guest of my program too she's fantastic i mean see that's the kind of stuff that's huge uh watching it on bill's episodes she'll be on my show because you can learn so much about it if you're in the kentucky market or maybe you're not yeah. in the kentucky market but think about it kentucky i mean i don't practice there i don't think i know anybody there but if i ever need anything in kentucky I can point to somebody that way. Same thing with Bill. There was a deal that there was a deal that came up. Who was the first person I contacted in California, Bill? 
Uh, I hope it was me. I don't know. Who's <laughs> yeah. I'd like to think it was me. <laughs> I immediately text. I'm like, is this, is this land something? Is this something? I mean, so it's really good to make connections with people in other states because you never know what deals come up, what happens, and um, and and what you run into. So uh, check out all the content and definitely subscribe and and find out more about this stuff. So to be precise, uh, if somebody had a uh, referral anywhere in Florida, you'd be open to it. Sarasota, um, oh, yeah. uh, Tampa. Um, what's in the Panhandle? There, um, Pensacola. Statewide. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Anywhere in Florida, I handle probate. I handle the weird stuff. We do the weird probate stuff, whether it's two heirs, whether it's 10 heirs. You know, one thing a lot of investors and realtors have to realize when these deals get complicated, um, you want to talk about like a like a topic really to get into, is understanding the amount of time and the amount of money that would, would take place in, into a deal like that. When you, uh, somebody said Georgia, yeah, we'll get to Georgia, don't let me forget. I got somebody really good in Georgia. Um, but, you know, Bill, when you get these deals that get complicated, that get weird, it's gonna cost money and there's gotta be room in the deal. And everybody's gotta understand, look, the hypothetical can make sense. You can get everybody on contract. You can get everybody to sign deeds at the closing. But if the mortgage is higher than the contract price, and the mortgage company is not willing to do a short sale, why are you still in the deal? Why are you getting everybody scrambling to the closing table and scrambling the probate attorney? You gotta make sure that the deal's gonna make sense for everybody. And I've talked about that on my slides. I'm sure you've seen it, I'm like, boom, boom, boom. But let, but breaking it down, the deal's gotta make sense and say, Al, how much is it going to cost to get this thing done if we're missing one air? How much is it going to cost if, if we have 10 airs, 15 airs? What are we looking at? Because if I tell you it's $10,000, $15,000 to do that, and there's not enough room in that deal after brokerage, after cost, after all this stuff, after money, net proceeds to seller, why are we doing it? The, you know, the, um, the other thing is really communicating through with who's paying fees and costs in some of these deals, right? So I don't know how it works in other states, but in Florida, the buyer can pay me to do the probate or the investor can pay me. Correct. If Bill wants to buy the property, he can go to he can go to the sellers and say, hey, um, I don't, I, you know what? I don't want you to pay for the probate. Don't worry, I'll, I will foot Al's bill. I'll take care of that. And in my world, I'm cool with taking that money as long as the heirs are okay with that and they agree to something like that. And a lot of people are surprised, wait a second, you mean in our offer, we can we can say we can pay for the probate, like the, like the investor can pay for the probate right. instead of the seller? Huge, huge right. opportunity and you right. run your numbers for your contract. Well, I think also for, as an investor, when you find a property, the seller may have gone to an attorney who quoted them one fee, but if you work with somebody who's professional, maybe more efficient and therefore a little less fee or you give them a lot of business you negotiate a little better execution well then now the the seller is benefiting from your cost savings by you making the offer and you handling responsibility for it so that's very common here in california for investors to offer to pay for you know not, maybe not before the deal struck uh, before the deal struck yes not after it's struck you discover a problem but normally before the deal struck that's very common um okay so just real quick we're gonna do a quick um uh accounting of who's on the call with us today we have a bunch of people so if your primary job is a real estate agent versus an investor versus a wholesaler versus a lender or vendor, put in what your primary focus
I mean, if you do two things, I'm a real estate investor, but my primary business every day is as a, as a real estate broker. Put that in the chat box so I know who I'm talking to and I can ask all the right questions for you. If you're a realtor or investor or wholesaler or vendor or attorney. And then also, put what state you're in. We have people from Atlanta, Seattle, Scottsdale. And so uh, we have a bunch of California, of course. But we want to make sure that we, we cover things that are appropriate for you. Um, you know, Al, I noticed that you do a lot with uh, real estate meetups where you're dealing with, I imagine they're primarily investors, wholesalers, rather than um, rather than real estate agents listing the property. Is that a fair mix of your business or majority of it? Or how do you, how does it break down for you? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fairly mostly distressed properties. Um, once in a while, it, I've, I've been picking up some things where realtors are involved. Um, for example, there was one deal where the investor, he actually had both investor and then uh, real estate license, realtor license. Um, he was going to purchase the property on terms and he was prepared to make the offer. It was, it was going to be great actually for everybody involved. Um, but I think then they pivoted and they didn't want to do a terms deal. You know, sellers got to feel comfortable with doing the terms thing. Right. Um, so then they said, oh, we want to list it for top dollar. So we said, hey, actually, I'm going to I'm going to list this property. So you, you never know. Is, is, does it go from investor to realtor hat? And how do you how do you address it there on this deal? I'll just talk about this bill, which is crazy on this deal. Um, you know, everybody was so like, you know, how do we, how do we get this done? How long is it going to take? And my response is, hold on a second. We got to analyze the deal. We got to analyze the transaction. So doesn't matter whether you're an investor or realtor. One thing that you got to learn when it comes to these things is understanding the systems and processes an attorney has in place. For example, let's just say Bill finds a lead in Sarasota, beautiful Sarasota, right on right on the key, the Siesta Key area, right? And Bill says, hey, Al, um, I, I looked at this deed. I got with the title company. They said they got to go through probate. One of the best things, Bill, going to an attorney and finding somebody like me is saying, before we get going, I would love to learn your systems and processes on how you do intake or how do we get it over? How do you arrange payment? What can we do? How long are we thinking? What's the process in Sarasota? Because, you know, um, a lot of people say, Bill, like what's working? What's happening now in your business out? And what's happening is I get so many leads. I mean, since February and since last time I was on Probate Weekly, you can only imagine the amount of calls and the amount of emails. And when, when that happens, what happens is they'll send the deals and then the investor or realtor disappears. You got to be in this just as much as the attorney, just as much as the title company. You can't just list the property, lock it up under contract and totally move on. You got to be in it and ask questions and find out what can you do? Doesn't matter if you found the deal, what can you do to help facilitate it? But also sit down. I would love it if Bill said, Al, before we start doing probate leads and deals and figuring out all that, I want to understand how does it work with your assistant? Who handles updates in the office? Like, I don't want to bother you. I want to I want to follow up with somebody that does that. That is so crucial. Forget about understanding what probate is and how it is. Let's just start at everybody wants to get in it. How do we get in it? I found the lead. This is one of the first steps. People miss this. And I see it all the time. And I keep saying to myself, man, I would really appreciate if some people said that. And they said, I want to learn your systems and processes. So example, today I had a call and uh, this lady, 
you know how sellers are does everybody know how a seller is right yeah okay so um you know some sellers they just don't get it right you know they'll they'll take forever to get back to you and call the attorney or call you sometimes it's not the lawyer sometimes it's always the seller you know it's usually the seller so she finally gets gets in touch with me and she i go through the whole story and the next thing you know i i i heard i heard her say something about there maybe other heirs because she told the investor she was the only one but when i asked the questions it wasn't the only one there's more people and i said oh okay so now we got to figure out who these other people are she doesn't even know so now we got to go back to the investor and explain this is what's going on sometimes it's better if the lawyer's cool with it everybody get on the phone together is it cool with the seller is it cool if everybody gets on the phone together that way the attorney's not going back to you you're not asking what's going on you're not asking the seller's not going back to them and saying we're all good to go and it's a whole confusion mess so i tell you all this because sometimes it's not just about probate the word probate a lot of times it's the it's the front end of maneuvering the communication with people and i can't tell you how important important that is more than ever bill i've i've had to change so much myself forget forget 2.0 i had to change so much of my delegation and who handles my updates and who handles this because we got to be on the same page and it's no different if you're doing deals well go back a little bit since the first time we spoke i think i think you've actually been on twice before um you actually started your own firm when i talked to you the first right. time you right. were with another firm and right. i remember when i called you back and you told me you changed well that makes a lot of sense because you just you're like a rainmaker you're generating your own business then it always makes sense to have the firm in your name so you've really restructured your entire business from when we started and I think if I could pause you, everybody paying attention, or real estate agents pay attention, notice he's telling you that you need to follow up on your leads. My experience is the opposite. I think that's what a real business person looks like. Any real business person is involved in the business development at some level. I don't care if you're an attorney or a realtor or investor or whatever. And he's saying to us, we need to follow up more effectively. Some of, I would say, you know, I wish my attorneys followed up more effectively. I'm, I'm pushing them. We have a mix is we have two people who are both working together, working hard. So that's fantastic. Um, okay, so um, you so you, you mostly work with the in, investors. How do leads come into you? What I know that you go out and you do business development. You're on this call, similar calls. You host your own call. Uh, I know you speak at real estate meetups and industry events. How does an individual lead come to your office? I'm sure a variety of ways. What's the most common method that somebody comes to you saying, I need probate? so because i'm on the attorney and it's really word of mouth right um i'm in a very unique position opposed to everybody else on the call right as opposed to everybody else that's kind of getting into this because my role is solving the puzzle getting that getting that issue resolved and then you close right in in your industry bill you run into realtors and investors that they don't want to handle it's going to take too long they it's too complicated so if you are willing to take the challenge just like i am as the lawyer i mean there's there's lawyers that refer probates to me because they have no, no time and i'm like you know you don't want to handle two probates i mean that's right. you know bread and butter for me all day for them it's like you know pulling hair out um but I think it's really explaining and saying, hey, I, I've been through, well, you got to go through the experiences. You got to go through the motions, You're not just saying it, but 
hey, I, I went through a deal last year. It was absolutely nuts. Um, but I actually enjoyed the experience because it worked out for everybody. I knew exactly how to do it. I knew what I would do differently this time. If you run across that, I don't know if you guys do referral fees in, in networks. Who knows? It's word of mouth, right? It's really understanding what you're doing. Educate people and explain what you've been through. Um, just like the show, one thing I tell people is everybody loves stories. And if you've been through an experience that's a success in probate, that's huge. Also, listen to what people are saying on their end. Maybe Bill says, oh, man, I went through this deal. I'll never do probate again. Well, that's an opportunity, too, because then you can go to them and say, well, look, you may not want to do it again, but maybe I do. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to handle it. So word of mouth, real estate, realtor meetups are always good. I mean, any associations watching things live, too. I mean, what, what did the pandemic do? It did this where you have bill and al on a show i mean we're, we're across the country bill's in california i'm in florida like you know so really digest some of these things too with what other people are talking about even in the chat group even in the chat box you know this is an opportunity to say hey my name is i'm in i'm in california yeah. i'm yeah. in oregon you know anybody over there this is an opportunity people think oh zoom it's just like let's like sit here no get in there introduce yourself throw it out there a lot of people are doing that now um and just you know they're, they're throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks so um content creation is big for me as well bill well first of all, let me let me just echo what you just said anybody on the call feel free to put your contact info it's interesting people put i'm a realtor in arizona i'm a realtor in North Carolina. great if somebody wanted to refer you a case, uh, a listing, or maybe had needed a probate attorney there and refer a case afterwards, how they get hold of you. Uh, and I always tell people, the more you participate, the more money you make. Camera on, people are going to see you, more likely to work with you. Put your information in the chat box. I know some Zooms are against that. I'm all for it. Do whatever networking you went there. Put your advertisements in there. I could care less. If you ask a question, though, and I also want you to participate, either raise your hand in the Zoom application or in the chat box put a cue in front that way I'll make sure I notice it's a question but all of you should put in all of your contact info don't be shy about it only if you want business if you don't want business then don't worry about it. if you want more money uh do it but if you don't want more money don't put anything in the chat box you might excellently get some business can I just also point out uh you know as a living example I tell people all the time we get paid to solve problems do you see the joy when he talks about solving problems most people complain and bitch oh you won't believe what happened he he tells a story and lights up about the problem he fixes. That's what we're supposed to be. He's really an example. I think the best example of what we want to be like when we grow up. someday I'd like to be like Al. Um, I don't know that cut my hair quite that short, but I want to be like <laughs> Al in every, other, in every other way. So he's a great example for all of us on that. So let's switch a little bit to um, realtors. Obviously on the call, and what I don't want is we have you know sixty something people on this call, and we'll end up with probably 80 by the time everybody logs in in YouTube. I don't want me to call Al and solicit his business when we're done. That's just not that smart. But talk a little bit about if you were a real estate agent out in another state and your ambition was to build, maybe you're making money as a realtor and you want to add to your probate practice and you want to specifically work on it by um, earning referrals from attorneys. What steps would you take to get business from attorneys uh, if you're a real estate agent or investor looking to do business with an attorney? 
I think definitely one, it goes back to the original point of really learning how they work. First of all, you got to meet with them, see if you like them, feel them out. Or, you know, you got to be able to click. A lot of times, you know, you'll say, oh, this is going to be something. It's just like connecting with people, not just lawyers. You got to be able to jive with them, really like them. And so when you meet with them, see what they see what they get into. You also don't want to get connected with somebody that says, yeah, we dabble in probate here and there. What does that mean? Uh, that, <laughs> I don't know. I don't say that. Um, I mean, I'm doing it every day. I'm living. I mean, uh, I, I forgot what uh, my producer says, but basically probate all day, you know, day and night. Um, but I would say that's huge. Also, really ask, what do they do in their practice? You know, how many how many people do they have? You know, do they do closings as well? Um, maybe that's another thing that you you when you bring the closings to, you never know what that brings. Don't expect always something in response, like you know, a quid pro quo. Don't don't expect I send you, you send me. You, what you want to do is just build a relationship. You want to like and trust what they do. You want to understand what they do. You just never know if they get a deal organically from a PPC lead or a Facebook lead and they need something just like what happened with Bill. I mean, I'm not in, I'm not in California, but my buddy, he found something that was in California and, the, and he was like, Hey, do you know a realtor in California? And I was like, the only one I know over there is Bill Gross, you know? And I'm like, I'm it actually, I'm the only realtor from the Arizona border all the way across. Just so you know, there is no other, <laughs> there's nobody else. That's it. There really it. isn't. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> but I'll give you concerns. We have about 20 on this phone call, actually. But uh, <laughs> but I, like to be. I would say also, um, you know, meet with them, understand what they do. Um, and, and, you know, do they do probate all the time? And just see what happens when you send them business or see what happens when, you know, you, you get them into something that they want to work on. You just never know. Um, but learn what they do, learn everything that they get into. And I would say something that you should do is once you do that and you jive with them, tell them specifically what you are, who you are, how you like to work, what kind of business you're getting. Because I had an, I had an attorney on my show, Rick Pereira. Um, he is, he's big time. I mean, Rick's a big time divorce attorney. I mean, he, he's, I think he's representing one of the um, uh, real housewives uh, and husbands uh, right now. I mean, he's big time. And he was telling me about divorces. And I said, Rick, let me ask you a question. If you had a divorce case and there, there was a piece of real estate, how would you select the realtor that gets involved to list the property? He said, it's a great question. What he would look for is somebody that specifically focuses on that type of property. For example, not just, oh, I handle probate. No, I handle probate for distressed, dilapidated properties. I handle probate for luxury properties. So instead of it just being a handle probate for land and everything else, I handle land uh, probates for land under $50,000. That way it categorizes you as the go-to for a specific area that nobody else knows. And they're going to think, well, why am I going to go to the 10 other people that think they know how to do it when this guy only gets into land under $50,000? I'm going to go there. So really hone in on the niche in real estate that you're in. You never know. You may be Beverly Hills. 
right? And you may be uh, getting probates from the stars. And if, you know, one, only one does it, you know, gets you through the year. So you just have to focus on your niche. It's no different. It's not magic. It's connections, it's communication, it's consistency. And I just say, make it, make it something where you're going to make the effort also to really make a connection. Wow. Wow. That's great advice. Um, so now the flip side, I, I know you do a bunch of probates, a bunch of cases. You must be solicited. You, you have to be the prettiest girl in the prom to every realtor in the state of Florida, particularly Jacksonville. You must be solicited nonstop for business. What do real estate agents or investors do to solicit you that you would not do? You'd say, really, not only is it a waste of time, but you're really harming your own reputation. Or is there anything? You mean what is the realtor? If if what do I see that a realtor's doing? Yeah. Saying yes. like, whoa, like, um, I, I think I think everybody's got to stay in their lane. Um, for example, like if you sent me a case bill and you said, Al, take care of it. I got your systems and processes down. I know how you were doing. Go for it. And then two weeks later, you're like, Hey, where's everything at? I'm like, They haven't even signed. Hey, where's everything at? Two weeks later, you know, Hey, where's everything at? You know, at a certain point, when you push people to a certain level, it's going to come back around because the next thing you know, when you get the probate done, hey, is the closing happened? Hey, is the closing happened? It's like, so be be a little lenient on the follow up too. I didn't say don't follow up. Be more lenient on it because it's not always the lawyer. It's the sellers too. Right. We send DocuSign out. We're just like, you have no idea how many times we hit the remind button, like four times. We're no different than you all, you know? Hit the, the same exact thing. I just did you it know? today. I, yeah. Oops, that's a slip thumb right there. So, you know, make sure that you you understand that. Um, the other thing is you got to have the trust. When you go into this, you got to have the trust from beginning to end. So I've seen times where the realtor wants to call the judicial assistant and actually find out where the status of the case is. Uh -uh. You can't do that, can you? You can't do um, that in LA. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying you can't do that, but that's definitely the red line because <sighs> because that that goes that goes into not being able to have the the pure communication, right? That goes from that's that's the inability to understand a system and process. If you have to go beyond that and start finding out yourself, now if the lawyer's not responding, right, and you can't get the assistant. And you can't get people. I I understand maybe in that situation, but when you got that communication going, stay in the real estate lane. Lawyer stays in that. Lawyer's not getting into how you're doing the listing or how you know. We're just saying, hey, make sure you get everybody. Make sure you get with title. Make sure you do that. Um, and then the other thing is being a part of the deal. Uh, so um, I've seen it. I've seen times where it's like, um, oh, this happened. This was a crazy one. So this one lady referred me a land deal and then um and then said yeah they'll they'll pay for it at the end all this stuff we got the whole thing done we sent the invoice to the title company we followed up never heard anything you know who's following up with me bill the seller she's like i haven't heard from the investor i haven't heard from anybody and i was like what like how have you not heard from the investor i don't know so we tried calling um, she tried calling and, you know, sweet lady, I can't believe she's kept in touch with me. She wanted the invoice. So she paid me directly. And I thought it was crazy. Like my, my think, my thinking is this, you had me scrambling 
to get the probate done. You followed up multiple times. We get it done. You ghost. You don't close. You leave the seller high and dry and the lawyer high and dry. Why am I doing a deal with you again? Reputation is so important. You know, I, I, I tell people all the time, you know, I can't speak for everybody else as a realtor, but I've been around since 1986. Everything I have is online. If you've seen anything negative about me, let me know. I'm not aware of it. I haven't cheated anybody. Yes, I play. I have some sharp elbows to defend my customers. I had one, you know, uh, principal. I'm representing the listing agent and the buyer's agent who I kind of had to box a little bit. And his client wrote a negative review on me. That's my one negative review. And, you know, I, I tell people, well, you know, my job is to defend my client. That's the one guy who his, his agent got online. And he got a little sharp elbow from me and he complained to his client. His client complained about me. But normally your reputation is important and, and you, you want to be known for doing what you say you're going to do and not disappear for periods of time. So that's a, that's a really important um, suggestion. When you get business coming in from a real estate agent, oftentimes I'm sure you have a, a probate case where the family says, oh, we have our favorite realtor, Barney Realtor or, or Betty Realtor, and they're the greatest, greatest, greatest. Obviously, that affects you getting paid. It affects your business at some point. Do you vet them? Do you let the client pick? Do you try to get involved in that referral process if they bring a realtor with them? How does that work for you? I really stay out of the whole decision part of it. So rarely, rarely, if ever, I get an organic lead. Many times there's already a realtor that's on it. The title companies pull title. There's an investor on the deal. They're locked up under contract or some form. It's like an emergency phone call. Break the glass and get out of Nickelodeon here. We have a problem. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically, yeah, it's literally what happens. And I just stay, I, I stay out of it. I've learned there was one deal one time where the seller told me she had nobody, that there was no realtor. Like, and, and then I was like, okay, well, in your area, for your comps, I know somebody that's over there. And then all of a sudden, another realtor called and said, how come you sent it over there? How could, how could you have done this? Well, nobody told me. Nobody told me about that. So a lot of times it's, it's not the lawyers, it's the sellers. And you never know what they're doing, what they're all doing behind. So I learned a long time ago from that. I stay out of it. I don't even want to get into it. I had one investor. Um, he went through the probate files on the court. And he saw this one lady reached out and said, um, Al did the probate. She said, yeah. He goes, um, are you selling? No. So then he comes to me, he goes, hey, man, they weren't selling. You know, you know, let us know when that kind of stuff happens. I was like, look, the thing is, I never know anymore. I never know who's on it. And I, I'm, I'm a loyal person. I don't want to get into involved and cut, you know, get into somebody's deal, get into something. I let them deal with it. Now, if a lady or a guy called me from a PPC lead or a Facebook lead and it was purely organic, absolutely out of the blue, we just want to list this. I came, I found you on your Facebook ad. That's a different story, right? I think I think that's a different story. Um, I saw you, I saw you at an event or I saw you here, totally different. Um, and in those situations, you know, what lawyers do, just like I explained as what Rick would do in a divorce. What we're looking for is somebody that's a specialist in a certain niche in a certain area. That's right. how you really capitalize on that referral system, right? But a lot of times, you know, here's another nugget. You really want to find lawyers that may refer you cases 
sometimes it's the ones that are the dinosaurs, the ones that have been around 30, 40 years that get the cases in the community. Many times they're not locked up under contract with realtors and investors. They just are entrenched in the community so much that everybody knows who they are and they send cases to them. I hope to be one of those dinosaurs one day in 30 years where it's not just dependent on distressed property, but it's dependent on community staple, right? So there's so much to be said about, you know, who who has the ability to have those kinds of cases. Um, but to really answer that bill as a lawyer answer, um, oh, I, no. just, <laughs> I just, uh, I really stay in my lane. I think realtors and investors got to stay in their lane uh, when it comes to this stuff. And I say, you know what? You do what you want. If you want to go there and you want to choose them, that's one thing. But if you don't want to choose them and you got nowhere else to go, okay, then let me know. Until then, I'm out. I'm hoping 30 years from now you have at least one gray hair. It'll make me feel a lot better if I'm still around. Um, when you talk about specializing for real estate agents, um, not counting those on your live stream, but once you meet in person or call you directly or see you at events, how many realtors have you met in the last year that tell you they specialize in probate? Um, not many. Right. Um, if I had a if I had to pull a number out of the air, probably like actually verbally said, I'm a C press. I do I get into probates like like actually out of their yeah. mouth. Yeah, probably ten. Okay, so right there, just FYI, you're one of ten. If you're an agent who approaches Al, you have ten. Now, if I said to you. I am the Palm Beach probate expert. Not only am I an expert in probate, but I know the Palm Beach court. I go to Palm Beach court regularly. I know the judges and the local attorneys. How much more likely are you to think about me when you have something, say, in Palm Beach versus some other location? Well, I mean, if you're if you're saying, hey, I'm in this area, I do this, yeah, I'm in yeah. this locale. Yeah. Um, I think so, um, because again, it's hard. I mean, yeah. Palm Beach, for example, one, it's one of the toughest counties for probate in Florida, hands down. Um, it's got strict requirements. They take a little longer. You never know what they're going to want. Um, and then two, you got totally, you got rising values over there. A lot of people moving out of Miami to go to Palm Beach. A lot of people moving out of Broward to go to Palm Beach. And people love the weather over there. So you're going to want to find somebody that understands the market and the changing market conditions. Um, but understands distress situations, understands land situations, um, because you may not just be involved in a buyer that's that has cash. You may be involved in families that want to move there. Um, you, you just don't know. And we want to know who these people are. For example, let's name a random county, Suwannee County, Florida. I wouldn't just pick anybody, any realtor in Florida to do a Suwannee County probate. Uh, or if it was like an organic lead, right? It's organic. I'd want to know somebody that's in that county that right. understands the, and that understands what's going on because you want somebody on the ground. When you get these small counties, it's not Miami. Right. It's, it's a completely different world. So you're really focusing on, again, back to the same point of I'm in this niche, I'm in this market, hone in, hone in, hone in. Yeah. That's how you become it. When you just think I'm the C press, I'm the probate all over. I mean, again, I don't have to go that far. I'm only in Florida. 
I don't want to, I don't want to go, I don't want to go to all these other states, right? I mean, sure. Could I take the bar exams and who knows, you know, I don't want to do that again, but I want to be in Florida. So anybody that knows Florida, right. same principle, they're all coming. Right, right. Yeah. And I think we talk about local counties. Think about uh, my, anybody who's watched the movie, My Cousin Vinny, that's kind of in some of these smaller counties that you want to think about the judges and attorneys. Um, okay. Uh, I've, I've got a couple more questions here, but anybody that calls meant to be participative. Some of you guys are regulars. I appreciate seeing you all the time uh, and, and supporting. Feel free to raise your hand. Feel free to put a question in the chat box. I see a lot of um, networking, which I think is great. I'm glad to have that there. I don't see any questions I haven't got to yet. So feel free, if you have questions, put it in the chat box, start with a Q. Um, so let's see, Facebook user, how do you spell your last name, Nicoletti? We'll put it in the chat box, but N-I-C-O-L-E-T-T-I is his last name. Um, and I think that's all, the, that's all the comments in the chat box. Okay, so my next question <clears throat> is the um, probate advance, inherited advance, probate cash, is that a thing in the state of Florida? And how is that used in a positive way and how if any is it used in a negative way you mean like advancement like there when heirs been given an heir's been given money before the death and now they die that person right. dies well my question more is do you get cases where people come to you and don't have cash and do you advise them to consider that as a way to get the cash to pay for the fees on whatever they might need for legal fees i know like it's abused in some cases and it's also used in some cases so where do you fall out on that industry product you see where my lawyer brain's going? Because there's actually a term called advancement. There's actually there's, there's a term in probate called advancement. So I was thinking, oh, maybe that's what you're going for. Um, you're talking about like, okay, there's a piece of property. It's titled in in mom's name, dad's name. They died, and the kids, you know, they have nine to five jobs. They live paycheck to paycheck. They don't have the money to pay the probate attorney. Um, well, sure, one model that I do. I'll wait until a closing to get paid. Um, and I follow that rule. I used to do 100%. Now I do 90%. And you're like, where do, where, where are you coming from out? So sometimes you get a weird scenario, like one I had today, where the lady got the probate done back in 2015. She quick claimed it to a guy. He's trying now to sell the property to the investor. But the title company saying that there needs to be a reopening of a probate. And now when I did an analysis, there's more heirs. And when I did the when I do that, what's what's the answer? What, what's the question, Bill? Are they going to be on board when the probate's done? You know, so many times I'll wait until it closed, but certain situations like this, there's no guarantees. I'll want money up front. Right. right? So I think it's all dependent on the scenario, but definitely huge model that's grown my business is saying, let's get the probate done. I'll wait until closing. I get paid off the HUD, move that title company to get that thing done because we want to close just like everybody wants to get the probate done. We want to get, we want to get that done. Um, but then again, like I said, if the investor or the realtor uh, wants to be the one, because what happens with sellers? So at first starts as he'll wait until closing. Sounds good. Then they find out it gets deducted off their seller proceeds and they don't want that. So now they want somebody else to pick up the tab off the seller proceeds. Then the buyer's coming in and saying that they will pay for it. And then all of a sudden the buyer's figuring out how to adjust the HUD so that it comes out to the same. And then that that's an issue too. So 
I think it's just super clear communication about, hey, no problem. If you find that Florida probate, Al's willing to wait until the closing to get paid, but talk to him first to make sure the scenario adds up that he's willing to do that. But second of all, if you don't have the money and you want to make sure you get the net proceeds, I, the buyer, I, the investor, I will pay, I will have that come off my line item on the buyer side of the HUD. So you're getting your net proceeds that you deserve. Got it. And do you ever, do you ever work with third parties that advance money on behalf of them to cover fees and maybe riskier legal fee situations? So, you know, that kind of came up about four or five years ago when I was down in Miami about like, hey, that would be an opportunity. But um, it doesn't happen too often. We've only seen that as an option being, we see that as an option for litigation or for, let's just say there's a case and it's really good, it's slam dunk, but they don't have the money for costs. They don't have the money for depositions. They don't have the money to do any kind of um, court reporters or litigation stuff. Then maybe a third party lender coming in would be the move, right? Because mm -hmm. you're not fronting it. They're not fronting it. Everybody's yeah. kind of like, you know, we'll have the lending company take a chance. Um, but I have not seen that personally on my end on well, some stuff that I've worked on. I think it's more common in California because our costs are higher and particularly costs where you have court confirmation on those, that minority of cases where there's going to be out of pocket a thousand, two thousand dollars anyway, you slice it. And so if the person doesn't have that money, because well, I've been doing more and more, we're actually creating my own company to do that and actually teach a class on that. I'll, I'll give you guys the information at the end if you're interested. Um, interested that interesting that, that it's not as common in Florida, but I think your costs to file a probate are less. We're like three forty-seven, and publications like another three hundred bucks, so it adds up pretty fast. Yeah, and, and in service fees and all that stuff. Yeah, um, I mean in Florida, it could be like for example, if it's like a homestead property, you're really looking at two hundred fifty bucks plus maybe some shipping costs if they need the death certificate or. If it's land, you're looking at three, three fifty-seven plus shipping costs and stuff like that for any death certificate. So it's really not that bad. Newspaper publications are just brutal, um, especially in quiet times, just brutal. How is it so expensive from the age of the internet? How do those guys get away with those fees? I don't get it. I don't know either, but I'll say this: like one, you know, anybody that wants me to do a quiet title. I literally have a I have a quick discussion and then a long discussion because a lot of people, oh, let's do the quiet title. Well, here's the short answer. They're long and they're expensive. And then they'll want to know why. I almost had to do a newspaper publication on a case with 32 defendants. I think 12 of them were dead, so they wanted publication anyway. Um, that newspaper publication probably would have been about three grand. Yeah. I mean, for what? I, I, look, I'm not saying that the work isn't worth it typing, you know, the stuff, but let's be real. Why is it $3,000? I don't know. You can get an internet uh, domain for about 10 bucks a year and the page for free and link it in a <laughs> small little ad. I don't know. The whole thing seems crazy to me. Um, okay, we got you got a question from Chris. Given the increase in foreclosures and potential short sales, um, are you finding cases with little or no equity and what do you do with them you get a deal and, and, and you, it comes to you and either up front or you know maybe in the middle of the process there's more cost involved and you realize hey there's no money to close this we're going to be short 
do you do short sales? Do you refer out short sales? Do you tell them to find another attorney to finish it up? How do you handle that at that point? Um, let's just, just say it's in a short sale position. I'll tell them like, Bill, you find one. I'll tell you, Bill, I'll do the probate all day. I just got to be paid up front for it. And if you told me, hey, Al, I got the best short sale negotiator. I got somebody that can do this. I still don't know if they would be able to do it, right? Banks are all over the place when it comes to stuff and what they want and how they evaluate things. So I would just say in that situation, if you got somebody that you think can really solve that issue, but the attorney's like, well, there's no there's no closing um, where there's going to be proceeds to an attorney. Maybe they got to be paid up front, right? Um, also, it depends on the state you're in. Florida is still hot. Um, I get I get investors that like some of some of them will be like, um, well, we're kind of going to in more of a down market. Um, but then you're like, well, wait a second, Sarasota prices have never been higher. Naples is hot, hotter than the sun. Um, Miami's hot. Palm Beach is hot. And, and it's like, yes, if nobody's paying the bank, the interest rates are going to keep going up. So when you find a foreclosure, here's here's a great uh, golden nugget. If you find a foreclosure, especially reverse mortgages, and you get the family and you get them on board, they got to hustle. If they don't get moving and they do not listen to what you tell them to do, or they don't get with the attorney, move on to the next file. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I ever told you that story, Bill. Um, I had a case in Jacksonville. It was crazy where um, it was just four of them, three were on board. They couldn't get the last one out of the house. And I told them, I said, look, you got a reverse mortgage here. You know, uh, I don't know if it was RMS or if it was Mr. Cooper, who's, yeah, you know, Mr. Cooper. Um, but I don't know who it was. And I said, look, those rates, that's 28%. It was high. It was 28%. It was, it was really high. I said, if you don't get moving, when they started, the payoff was 425. When they finally figured out they needed to do something and get her to the table, it was 480. Right. It goes fast. When you get the penalty, interest rates and fees and filing of notes, defaults and trustees, those fees add up fast, quick style. It goes from a short sell to a deep short sell real fast. Yeah, and, and I think to your point also, if the customer can't e-sign documents and make decisions and move quickly, because you've got a long ways to go in a short sell from when you sign up, if you have to probate also, there's a lot of hoops to get through. If they can make decisions and move fast, maybe. If they can't, you're going to regret that listing. It's just going to be a nightmare and, and end up in a foreclosure and, and a mess and a, a potential lawsuit on your hands too. So. Okay. Um, look, I think we're kind of getting close to the end of the hour. Uh, last call for questions. Before we go there, I don't see any. Raise your hand in the Zoom application. If you want to. I just want to pre uh, present to everybody. Um, this is Probate Weekly. We do this every Thursday. On Wednesdays, Wednesday morning, 8 o'clock a.m., I do a program called GetProbate.Cash. In California and some other states, um, some in Florida, more in Texas, more in Michigan, um, there's a third party that will advance money to families to file uh, the costs, pay for the attorney's fees, legal fees, clean-out fees and such. And it's a way to make some money and some paid lead generation. Uh, I have a video on that on my YouTube channel, but I also I do it live on Wednesday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Go to pro, uh, getprobate.cash if you want to set up for that. That's Wednesdays at 8 o'clock. Also, if you're local in L.A., as soon as we're done here, in about an hour or so, we have the L.A. Real Estate Investors Club meeting at the Iman Center, which is a uh, Muslim center. I'm not exactly Muslim, but they're nice to me there. Um, 
And I don't like to go out after five o'clock, but this is a great event. There'll be 250 people there. Um, there'll be a great speaker on investing out of state. Uh, big crowd, 50 vendors. I'm one of them. I'm the official podcast host. And this week, Kathy Fetke is there. And the important thing I would say is it's free. So if you're looking to be an investor and participate, learn a little bit about real estate, I'll come to the Vendors Expo. Information at L-A-R-E-I-C.com. So thanks for letting me get that in. Okay. Any last questions? Um, I don't see any more. Um, Al, anything that you think, words of wisdom, real estate agent looking to build his business, struggling, market's a challenge maybe, maybe it's not. They're trying to get into probates, have some, some d- d- issues. What would you recommend to them to build their business? What one or two steps would you recommend? Definitely, um, one, I would get with some kind of service provider or CRM company that can help filter out your leads as warm, hot, cold, um, and, and then and then get lists and then start building, uh, uh, do your dialers, do your cold, uh, direct mail, whatever you do, um, because you need to like hit it, right? You need to go all in to try to get it. And that's kind of like what happened with me, right? I mean, here and here and here and here, and all of a sudden, slowly comes in when you when you when you take your time and you go one by one um you know a lot of a lot of people i see uh, uh tasha um i know a lot of people love rei sif um they they use that with tyler austin um tyler's out in the panhandle but um you know a lot of programs like that where you get data and you upload data and then you use that data to see is it good is it you know not good is it not responding and um somebody like tyler his his strategy is if if you have incomplete data or data that's not working that may be actually good because that means other people are having the same problem that Correct. you have right. and that means it could be huge so you never don't think your your leads are bad necessarily it just may be the way you're sifting them out and again, I would say this, really connect with people in your markets and network. And um, it sounds so basic and, and uh, simple, but people just still don't do it. And I think COVID made this easier, you know, with me and Bill. And I mean, more than ever, you know, even before the pandemic, it was crazy. Um, but, you know, talk to people in the chat boxes, find out what everybody else does, jive with people and um, don't be afraid to connect with other attorneys and in different markets. You never know what you're going to get into. Last question I'm going to ask is you've built a great social media presence and a particular YouTube channel. What are one or two key things you learned along the way towards building your own social media presence or video in particular? You know, that's so- going to copy you. I do. I, I take a poor man's approach. Like I have your sound things. I have the cheaper ones in the back and I've, I'm chasing after you and subscribers, but what one or two things you, that you've learned that you would share with other people. First of all, I'm honored that people are looking up to me as the social media person for this stuff. Cause like I never was, I never was into Facebook. Um, I never was into Instagram and YouTube, but I think when I realized that you can leverage these uh, mediums for business, but you do it in a fun way or an educational way, and it's a light way, it actually helps. Um, So along the journey, one thing I'll say is, you know, 1.0, I was bigger than this. I was um, definitely heavier. I definitely um, have taken more care of myself. And a lot of people would think, oh, I don't look good on screen. I don't sound good on screen. Who does? Everybody judges themselves. Just make the content. Who cares? Um, You know, I look back now and I'm like, 
all right, we did good, you know, no matter what 1.0 looked like or not. So one thing, just start recording, making content, you know, posting stories, being out there. Um, and then definitely posting a lot. Um, posting was was big too. Fortunately, because businesses be good, I was able to get a um, a great marketing assistant in, in-house, in the team that, you know, young, you know, understands what's going on. Um, I don't have to like really do anything, but you know, I'm I'm the on air, I'm the uh, the talent. So um, just just really also don't try to do every platform. So I know I probably am not the best one to actually give that advice because I'm on like everything. But like I love Instagram and YouTube. Um, YouTube's the long game. Instagram's fun too because it's pictures and visuals and little videos and stuff like that. Facebook's always a staple, right? Facebook is always going to, I think it's just always going to be there. Is it going to be a great one eventually? I don't know. I hear a lot of mixed things. Um, but Instagram, if you're not on Instagram, that's where a lot of the younger millennials are, not necessarily Gen Y or the youngers, but like they're there too. But just get content out there. And um, it's crazy, Bill. I never thought I'd be in that position, right? To have 1,300 subscribers. You asked me three years ago on the first call that that would be it. I'd be like, yeah, no way, no way. Um, but that's called consistency. It is cra- It is about consistency, but it has been for me too. And I, cause I've been chasing you and I'm catching up. So uh, my one of my uh, mentors in the uh, YouTube v- uh, video is Sean Cannell, Think Media. And their whole theory, their whole uh, game plan is just press play. And so I just started and, I, and even now today, I just video it, whatever. Uh, we'll fix it later. We won't fix it later. Get the content going. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. And I've seen with you, you've come a long way. You've really, um, I, I liked it. You read it when I first saw you. I remember our first phone call and I, and I, I, I you I said like, what, what we talked about? I said, Al, I've seen you. I know we have to worry about that. <laughs> I'm just going to throw the ball and you're going to take it and run. Uh, and it's always been a lot of fun. We've had a really good time together. I really appreciate uh, going with you. So thank you so much. So people yeah. want to reach out to you for legal services, probate, uh, and related um, uh, legal matters in the state of Florida. Um, they would get a hold of you. Uh, I have um, Al Nicoletti is your name, at Al Nicoletti on the social media. And then your website is um, alnicoletti.com and you have connections there. Any other last words you want to give to people watching today? Uh, Bill, if you can if you can make me host or I can share like the little slide that I have with the social yeah. links. Um, but I, you know, like I said, yeah, let me, let me, let me show this so everybody can see, um, basically put this right here. So just so everybody sees it, if you, if you got Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, you know, these are the social links right here. Um, definitely that's where you're going to find me. Um, Bill will put in the www.alnicoletti.com, but this is, this is big. Um, a lot of people, I mean, I know, I know some people when they start following, I'll see the notifications come up on my phone. Um, but if you really want more content that, that you can grasp from this stuff, I know there's people always trying to learn in different markets. That's definitely going to be, uh, the best way social media, the website he showed over there and, um, just keep up with it. Keep going. Don't, don't stop. Everybody's got different lives and families and everything, but that doesn't mean that you take away from what you want to do and you want to pursue in your life. Al Nicoletti, it is always a pleasure. Thanks again for what you do for the community and what you do for real estate uh, agents and investor community and me personally. It's, it's been fun watching you. It was actually Al 1.0 was at the old law firm. 2.0 was last show. We're going to have to call you now Al 3.0. Can't wait to meet Al 4.0 next time around. So thanks so much. Uh, really appreciate your time. Everybody Thank else you. On the-
Uh, everybody else on the call, hey, we do this every Thursday, 4 p.m. Um, Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We live stream to YouTube and Facebook. It's probateweekly.com and on YouTube and other social media. I'm at Bill Gross EXP again, at Bill Gross EXP on social media. Thank you, everybody. Make it a great day and hoping to see you at getprobate.cash next Wednesday. Thanks so much.